Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me, as always, are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Um, we're going to talk about a movie that was in theaters and is now maybe still in theaters. Definitely, you can buy it on digital. You can buy it on digital. It's not on streaming yet, I don't think. But you should watch it, which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Yep. God, so many fucking people are in this, but I don't know who any of the turtles are. I don't know who any of the turtles are. I mean, I think that's a good way to do something like that this. Could be. Get unknowns for the mains and then surround and then prop them up with names. Yeah. So some yeah. of the names we do know. Jackie mm-hmm. Chan. John Cena. Yep. Seth Rogen. Yep. Ice Cube. Yep. Uh God. Ayo Edabiri. Yep. That's it. I'm I'm forgetting. There's other famous people. Did we already say Ice Cube? I got distracted. I by said Ice Cube. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Samberg, I think, is in there. Yeah. There's a lot or of, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Paul yeah, Rudd. Rudd is definitely. I in. was I was about to say Paul Rudd sounds like Andy yeah. Samberg in this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's a ton of fucking famous people. But again, none of them are the turtles. Yeah. So oh, and you know they're teenage mutant ninja turtles. They're teenagers in New York City, and uh, they discover that other mutants exist, and other mutants are committing crimes, and they have to stop them. What do we think of this movie, y'all? You know, I mean, first of all, the good, I really love that they emphasize the teenager. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if you go back to the origin of the turtles, that word was thrown in there basically as a joke. Like, the turtles start as, like, sort of a joke serious concept mm-hmm. by these guys and it was sort of making fun of all the things that were big at that time teenage mutant ninja those were all mid-80s staples but then they actually started sort of taking it seriously and whatnot but i mean i can't really think of anything that's ever emphasized the teenage part mm-hmm. before this and i thought that worked pretty goddamn well yeah i to to your point her the thing that that floored me about this movie is like i i am also aware of just like what a blatant mash together cash grab the origin of these characters right, are right. you know uh and so for them to take what you know just the love people had for just again a, a random algorithmic collection of words uh and make this incredible animated movie I was like Man. damn <laughs> good work i you know I mean, first of all, the origin of the Turtles is incredible. Just these two guys who independently made this comic that had no real reason to succeed. And then, you know, within like, I don't know, five years, they're multimillionaires. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, so I'm always rooting for those guys. I, I know they had a falling out for a few years because one of them kind of fucked the other one over on some business deals. But I, I hear they're, they're buddies again, so that's that's good to know. Is there a written book about all of the fucking backstabbings in the comic book industry? Because it seems like there's enough of them to make a oh, good book. Dude, the one of the creators of of Ninja Turtles uh, has my favorite quote ever about comics is like you. Uh, I think it was Kevin Eastman who said this is like you're not really in business till someone's suing you. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I love this movie. I think it's yeah. great. Um, you know, Ninja Turtles is like this weird thing for me. Like there've been a lot of fandoms in my life, but this was probably the first one. Like when I was like five, I was fucking obsessed with the Ninja Turtles. Uh, and it's not really something I kept up with, but gosh, this made me feel like a kid again. Like, and it catches a really interesting tone cause it, it's very, it has like a lot of modern references, but almost feels like that kind of classic 80s, 90s cartoon. Definitely has a late 90s, yeah. 80s, <laughs> early 90s feel to it. Um, everything is, dirty and the people are misproportioned in the way that like they animated things in that time frame and it works really well the voice cast is great uh it's a really heartwarming story i mean it's just 
it's just way better than it has, it has any, any right, right to be. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's there have been quite a few comic book movies this year, like, I don't know, fucking six or seven of them, and uh, three of them have been legitimately pretty great, and this is one of the three. Yeah, it's way better than Transformers. Yeah. I guess complaints. My one complaint is I kind of don't like that they sort of dropped the sort of musketeer archetypes. Mm. It was kind of like, you know, uh, Leonardo was was D'Artagnan, mm-hmm. but everybody else was Porthos. Mm-hmm. And I know there were some references made to Raphael being a hothead like he's supposed to be and stuff. But mostly he just tells meaner jokes than everyone else. Uh-huh. Like yeah. he's not really that much of a loose cannon in this. though. So I... I wish I understand where they're making them teenagers. They had to let go of, of a bit of that, but I wish there was at least the bare bones. No, of their personalities are all very similar. Yeah. in it, and there wasn't enough. I think of a difference. It like you're talking about like there's Leo, and then Mikey is like Leo light, and right. then R- Raph is Leo who's slightly dickish, right. and then Donnie is Leo who likes anime. Right. Yeah. Right. That's it. Right. I do think there probably could have been a bit more distinction. I mean, to be fair, they they did feel more like brothers than characters. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. They're, they all like seem like they just came from the same place, enjoy the same jokes, you know, have the, all yeah. the same bits instead of like, you know, here here are the archetypes and here's how they play against one another. So in preparation for watching this movie, uh-huh. I watched the Michael Bay ones. Oh dear. And they're real bad. Okay. They're terrible. But the reason why I bring this up now is kind of the point you just made. Those four personalities are so distinctly different. Right. That it's hard to even imagine how they're supposed to be, you know, quote unquote brothers. Right. Right. You're right. Like nature versus nurture here. They grow up in a sewer isolated from the rest of the it's, world. It's just them four in Splinter. They would like the same jokes, yeah, right? right? Like that That's that is true. how they would act and that movie doesn't capture it whereas this one does. A uh, one note though, Alan Richson, I don't I think that's that guy's name. The new Jack Reacher. He's so fucking perfect as fucking Raphael. Right. Uh, That is the one, like, Johnny Knoxville as Leonardo makes no fucking sense. But that guy as Raphael is perfect casting. Uh, But that movie sucks. (laughs) Both of them? They're both terrible. Okay. I mean, I, I at least think the second one is more fun terrible. Yeah, well, because Krang's in it. Right, <laughs> right. The the first one very much is like, oh, we're just going to do Transformers again, and they fail miserably. So and like, hey, but we made enough money to make another one, so fuck it. Let's just go nuts. Yeah. What do we think about the decision to not have, like, the Foot Clan and Shredder in here and going straight for, like, there's a whole fucking world of mutants in here? I almost always think it's worse, you know, because we've rebooted the turtle so many times. Mm-hmm. I almost always think it's worse when you don't start with Shredder because it's so obvious where you're going next. But I really liked these bad guys. I thought they were, uh, first of all, I imagine there's some great toys of them. I haven't looked That's them up yet. That's a great point. But, uh, <laughs> what this is really all about. Right. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think it was good. I, I think this is the first time we've got a substitute for Shredder that actually worked. I yeah. mean, I, th- I think I think more importantly, like the story fit the villain. Like they made a story that right. makes sense for the villain they're using. I, I'm mm. sure they're going to write one that makes sense for Shredder. But the whole thing was they're like these isolated mutants. They're the only ones you know they know exist, and it's all about like other mutants and what does it mean to be a mutant versus like how much do we like humans for all that stuff. And I think they they you know they've crafted the story to make the villains better right right yeah i i love that ice cube quotes an ice tea song yeah. man 
is there there is no moment in this movie that I marked out for more. I loved that. Yeah, it's great. It's so funny to me because I feel like Ice Cube personality is has always been like you know hard street rapper mm-hmm. kind of guy, right? Uh, and he spent the last like fifteen years doing like goofy family movies. You know, either like the the Are We There Yet yeah. things. I mean, even even like Ride Along. You know, like it's very like a serious man in silly movies sort of things. I would go farther. I'd say 20, 25 years yeah, I don't since know. he's been like yeah. the scariest person to white people on earth. But can know? I can I say Superfly is scary as shit. <laughs> and you know what? He's even scarier because he's fucking nice as hell. Right. Like, he's scarier <laughs> when he's nice than when he's not nice. Yeah. Dude, what a great point of tension where you have a bad guy and you know that he's wrong, but you kind of don't want the guys to tell him yeah. that they're not going to go along with him because he's, he, he's making a lot of sense. Yeah. You know? He's cool as shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's super smooth. They hang out in a fucking bowling alley. Like, right. it's it's really, it's a fun bit. <clears throat> the kaiju kind of portion is a little out there, I think, but I do appreciate, like, having a threat that is, it's truthfully, it's bigger than the turtles can right. handle. And I think it's a, a fun um it's a fun kind of turn. I think it's maybe a bit much, but it's a fun turn. I do want to, uh, one thing I want to go back to this being, Ninja Turtles being such a ripoff of things, is if people aren't familiar, I mean, the big thing that it rips off a lot is like 80s Daredevil comics. Right. And isn't, it, isn't it canonically part of the Daredevil universe? I don't know about that. There, there, I can't remember exactly how it works, but yeah, there's like basically, I don't know, you see in the background like of some the, of the, the older the same, issues. Yeah. The same chemicals that hit uh, right no, exactly. the eyes yeah. went down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're affected by chemicals, yeah. just like that. Instead <laughs> of the hand, it's the foot. Like, right. it's a it's easy pickings. Right, For and sure. they could have made fun of because I think Daredevil being, I think it would have been an easy target, especially after the last five years of people obsessing over that fucking Netflix. Show. Right, right. You could have made a really kind of funny parody movie. Right. With this, um, and I still wish you kind of would have, but I think avoiding that entirely was a really good decision. I definitely think someone probably had to talk Seth Rogen down about that. Mm. If he knew about that aspect of it, then he was... He was ready to go. You think about what the boys is, right? right. Like, you could have easily done... And I'm not saying go that hard, but, like, you could have done this dark take... Parody take I, on I was just thinking how silly it would be to have a dark, gritty take on the Ninja Turtles, and then I remember like five minutes ago you just talked about two Michael <laughs> yeah, Bay movies. Well, yeah, and Last <laughs> Last Ronin was just really popular. It was a comic series yeah. that's really well, fucking and dark. Man, I remember what was the there was like an in the late oddies there was a computer animated one. It kind of took a dark yep, version TMNT of T yeah. that had Patrick Stewart in yeah. it. Yeah, Jackie Chan, very good. I feel like Jackie Chan, very, you know, uh, reliant in most of his roles mm-hmm. on his physicality, which right. he doesn't have any of here. He's delightful at this. Yeah. I almost feel like this movie was built around Jackie Chan. Oh, absolutely. Like, it, like they, they were like, we get this he thing. Was, he was the we first. We can make everything else First and only choice for that. Right. Yeah. Without a doubt. And Who yeah, he's, made- he's really funny as it. Yeah. And, uh, man, my favorite dialogue from this movie is the hating human stuff. Most of the other jokes are just pop culture jokes, but those are legit funny, funny lines. Yeah, yeah. the milking bit. The is, milking bit was hysterical. pretty great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, I can't remember. He's, he's, he's telling his sad origin story. He's got like a friend that's a roach yeah. and it dies and it's really sad and then, it, and then I hate him. <laughs> it's very good. I mean, he definitely is the perfect casting yeah. for 
splinter like it's hard to imagine anyone doing it better better than tony shalhoub who was michael bay's splinter. <laughs> i don't like that either <laughs> I, I didn't even know that jackie chan was really even making american movies since yeah i, know, I hadn't right? seen or heard about him in so long so Glad he's still out there. I mean, John Cena made that one movie that got canned for like five years. That's true. The the other advantage of a Seth Rogen produced movie is I feel like that guy's got everybody's phone number. Right. You yeah. know, 100% he just called somebody who, even <clears throat> he didn't have it, called somebody who knew Jackie's number. He's like, hey, Jackie. And he seems like someone who absolutely has no anxiety about cold calling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. What is it with Seth Rogen? Like, where has this guy come from? With making these, like... I mean, he's been doing it for years now. Yeah, but it, he had, like, a 15-year career yeah. prior to this where he wasn't that guy. Right. And now it's like, who do you make an adaptation? Well, we fucking Seth Rogen. You right. like, he's, it's going to get right. Uh, yeah, I was actually going to save this question to last, but since we're on Seth Rogen, I'll ask, is this good enough to make up for how bad Green Hornet was? Ooh, um... I would say yes, because I've forgotten Green Hornet. I've never seen it at all, so I don't know how bad it is. Christoph Waltz is pretty good in it, but there's also a lot of other movie. (laughs) It's really bad. Who's Kato in that? Oh, Oh, God. God, I I don't know how to answer that now. It sounds racist. (laughs) Like I really don't, because right. my my first my first answer was honest. Oh, you know some kung fu guy. <laughs> you know that's shitty. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think it's anyone famous now. It probably ruined his career. Yeah. but I don't know. Um, my question would be: We've had Spider Verse now, right. that's in this kind of style, and maybe you take that out of the equation. You're getting that Transformers movie next year with right. you know, Scarlett Johansson and Chris Hemsworth and all them. Uh, we've had this one. What's the next property that you adapt in this style? Mm. Oh, man, that's a good question. I know what my answer is. What is your answer? Maybe it'll warm me up. Power Rangers. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's the correct answer. Yeah. That is a great answer. I, I mean, so, yeah, that sort of makes me think maybe fourth time's a charm. Maybe we do the tick in this stu- in this style. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. So I, I, I have to say, I can't remember. What's that style of show called that Power Rangers is? It's like Tonk. I don't know what it is. You know, Power Rangers is the mm. most famous one in America. Right. Like a ton of the Ultraman, the whatever. They're all the right. same, like style of things um there's an there's an anime called sssss gridman and dinazanon two different shows but they're essentially animes of that style of show my favorite thing about them and it's i think the reason you would make power rangers animated is to make them cooler right (laughs) yeah my my favorite thing about the (laughs) the anime version of it is all of their big like monster fights are all the monsters are designed in a way that they could be a person in a suit right Uh, awesome and and so like whenever they do like damage to the city it's all like boxy cars that just bounce around it's amazing i love it so much yeah, I think there's a really good Power Rangers movie to be made yeah. in this kind of style. Yeah, I agree. And of course, there I mean, there are other properties that you could do, like G.I. Joe and shit, but I think the kind of magic of at least Spider-Man and TMNT is that they're young, they're teenagers. Like Again, it kind of fits this like gritty, emotional story that's not really too deep or dark for adults or children. Like It's a good balance for everybody. I don't know. I, I think there are more properties you can do like this that would probably succeed more. On, on comic books, I feel like you could probably do a pretty good Teen Titans with this. Oh, that would be oh, awesome. Shit, that would yeah. be very good. Yeah, I mean, it would great. be the same movie we just watched. Right. right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I would be down to watch this oh, again with a different yeah. skin. 
Would you, br- you just bring back the Teen Titans voice cast? And oh, then- 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Have him do this. Yeah, this movie's good. I, I don't think it did like incredibly well at the box office, but I also think it was only made for like fifty or sixty million dollars. So I, I mean think... we went to see it for with a pretty packed house. Yeah, it was pretty crowded. Yeah. I think it probably topped out around like two hundred mil worldwide, <laughs> something like that. I think it's still in theaters. Yeah. But people should watch it. It's very good. There's gonna be a video game, a TV series, and then a second movie all within this version yeah. of the turtles. I mean watching this, I very rarely am watching something think, man, I'd really like to play a video game. Like yeah. I but I was watching this as like, man, if this was a video game, I would love it. It's it's so funny you talk about how like you you know you were big into turtles mm-hmm. as a kid. Because I was trying to remember I think that I was too, but I was also trying to figure out why. Because I don't remember I don't remember watching like the T V show, the cartoon much. I remember playing the game at Chuck E. Cheese, but I wonder if it's just one of those things that, as a kid, you just like latch onto, and yeah. it's like it was my whole identity, even though I like knew nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, it for sure was my identity for a while. I had a Donatello I dragged around with me everywhere I went. There used to be a time in Disney parks where they would license characters for you to meet, so you could meet like Barbie, even though Disney didn't yeah. own Barbie. Right. The Ninja Turtles were one of those for a right. long time That's as well. Right, pretty sick. And uh, I like went to fucking Disneyland just to meet the Ninja yeah. Turtles. Um, like it was, a, it was like a thing that I just obsessed about. Well, I mean, you guys are of the age that you probably don't even remember where you first encountered it. It was just there when yeah, you started no, sure. making yeah. memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I can remember my my first experience with it was you know I was buying you know mainstream comics off the newsstand. And they would have these little mail-away order stores that you could order comics. And those were just always touting the Ninja Turtles and how expensive the first printing of the back issues is. And I remember I found a trade of, I think, the first five issues in, like, Walden Books or something back in the early days of bookstores starting to have mm-hmm. a comic book section. And it, it, really, my my uh, my experience with them, it wasn't even a roller coaster. It was, like, one of those those, like bring you up drop rides it was like i got that and it's like man i love this shit this shit is great and like very soon after that the cartoon hits and i'm like this is for babies <laughs> and then you know the movie came out and i i kind of love that first movie yeah you know first movie is awesome and anyone who wants to fight me i will gladly meet them name the date time and place go ninja go is a better song than ice ice baby <laughs> I, my best friend's uh stepbrother you know is a drummer who was in like a like band that was on remember when ozzy had a like you know band competition show Mm. i forget what it was called and they like won and they lost a whole bunch of money on it those things are a racket but uh so you know after that band dissolves because of that he got a job at playing drums for vanilla ice and that's cool and and he uh he he said that the go ninja go song was like a nine minute jam that's (laughs) incredible it's a great tune uh, I, I mean, I don't really know what you feel of Vanilla Ice with. Yeah, I imagine yeah. it's two long songs. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if like Vanilla Ice Live was just like jam bands? Like he just yeah. it just played like seven songs, but they were each like twelve minutes long. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Watch this movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. Watch I I don't like that it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. It's very way too long. many words. To that say. A lo- but you know what? They have a long tradition of being made way too many words. That yeah. was kind of the gag. To I guess that's fair. But yeah, it's uh, way better than Transformers. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, much better than Transformers. Cool. I like that. Well, actually, I should say, what have we been watching, guys? And then I'm going to say, uh, I like that the last time we were doing this, we were talking about the very first episode of Hard Knocks, and now Hard Knocks is over. <laughs> is how long we haven't been doing this. <laughs> 
Yeah, I haven't finished. I haven't watched the last two episodes, so I can't talk about Hard Knocks. That's okay. What have I watched? Uh, are we going to do an episode on The Flash? I mean, I'm game for it. I haven't watched it yet, but I will if you guys... I, know I you think guys it's going to be yeah. a pretty fun movie to talk about. Okay. I know it's old fucking news at this point, yeah. but... You know, I mean, I obviously people didn't see it in the theater. Right. I don't think anybody listens to us for us to be cutting edge. Yeah. If they listen to us at all. Yeah. Let me see. I watched The Bear, which everyone else has already watched. It's a very good show. I don't really have anything else to add. The acting's great. The writing's great. So I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because I didn't want to talk about it in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles unless I was prompted. But Io Edabiri. Yeah. Edabiri. Yeah. yeah. Fucking can't stand her in the bear. I think she's terrible <laughs> uh, because she only does one thing, which is like, oh yeah, oh uh, mm-hmm, yeah, uh, yeah. That's like okay, well, yeah. that's like all of her dialogue and everything, which is terrible for that show. Great for Ninja Turtles. Mm, yeah. Worked great in there. Mm, yeah. Anyway, carry she's on. great as April O'Neil. Uh, I don't love her in the bear, not because I think she's doing a bad job. I just think that I, think, I want to be on record. I do think she's doing yeah. a bad job. <laughs> I think that character is written to be distrusting of everyone. And it's been two seasons of it at this point, and I would like her to have some sort of relationship sure. with somebody. Um, it gives me way too much anxiety. <laughs> sure. Like, it makes me... I have to, like, get up and walk around sometimes. It's just <laughs> anxiety-inducing. And it's supposed to. That's what it's supposed to. But, um... And we'll see. I don't remember what... Oh, fuck, yeah. I watched Netflix's One Piece. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, First off, have you watched any of so other one? I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Let me say what my history is with One Piece. Okay. I'm, I think I would say I've watched most of like what I would consider like the granddaddy animes, right? Like I've watched Dragon Ball Z. I watched fucking Gundam Wing, Yu Yu Hakusho, right. Neon Genesis. Like I fucking, I've done it. Right. The two I haven't done, Naruto and One Piece. <laughs> and... Naruto, because it was like the Dragon Ball Z replacement, and I was already. I was out. about to say we right. we just aged out of that. Yeah, I was right. out of it. If I had been ten when that had come out, I'd that probably, would be in your Dragon yeah, Ball Z. Right. Correct. Yeah. One Piece. Even when I had, would been like okay to start watching, like getting back in anime, I was it was already too late. Like if it were 2012 and I was bored in Alaska because it's the middle of winter and someone would be like, try One Piece and I'd be like, oh, it's fucking that 600 been, episodes. That would have been the ideal time to try sure, it. Sure, but I still would have been like 500 yeah, episodes yeah, yeah. behind. <laughs> I've been like, no thank you. But, I, was, I was about to say, how many episodes of One Piece do you think there are hurting? I mean, it could be 80, it could be 100. I mean, you know. It's 1,200. It's, it's 1,200 <laughs> episodes. And God. still going. So, what do you do with a show? Like, I know what you do with The Simpsons when they have that, but they don't even have that many episodes, I don't think. I think they're at, like, probably, like, 700 or something. I feel like there's got to be a 1,000 episodes uh, of The Simpsons. But, you know, I mean, at least that's always doing something on something going on right now. Yeah. It's not an ongoing story in a fantasy world. What do you do at episode 1150 of that? Correct. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get there. So, I have started it before. Right. Like done like two or three episodes, and I'm like, I like this enough, but not enough to dedicate a year of my life. <laughs> Man, conservatively. Yeah. The <laughs> only thing I've ever done that for is fucking Critical Role, where I was mm. like, the next year, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> so I come into it pretty open-minded. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like I, it's a lot of fun. It's lighthearted. The cast is what I know of those characters. They seem to be pretty like good adaptations of them. It's very bright and colorful. They embrace the kind of zaniness of it. Um, you know, even to the point where Luffy like calls his moves out and things like that. And it, it's still 
kind of works. Like, cool. um, it's eight episodes. I think it's pretty engaging. I'm saying better than Transformers. I'd be excited to see a second season. I liked it. Right on. How are the stretchy effects? They're, it's good. Like, it's not like the greatest quality <laughs> sure. in the world, but I don't think it's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, truth be told, probably the stretching effects are better than some of the, like the s- shots at sea and yeah. things like that. Like, some of the ocean effects aren't entirely great. There is a bit with like a sea snake dragon that's very, very short. But it is like in that kind of classic Toriyama art style that was really popular when this show started. Mm-hmm. Um, but a live action version of that, which I think is really fun to see, like mm. them embrace that kind of art style. And I don't know, it, it's good. I think it's worth a shot. That kid who plays Luffy is hard to imagine anyone else could have done a better job. That's it. I know. How many episodes are there? Eight. Eight. All right. Um, so how, how long? How long do you? How much of? A chunk of the show. Do you think those eight oh. episodes distill? So this is the other good point. I my one complaint here. Mm-hmm. I don't know to that point. What are we covering a whole arc? Right. Uh, I don't know. Right. And the villain of the arc that this show is is pretty weak. He's not right. really in it much. They kind of rush him to the end. Um, I don't know like how much we've covered. And if this is like a 50, a 20 episode arc, a 50 episode arc, is it a 100 episode arc? Right. Like, I don't know. Right. But it's fun. So, this calendar year, 2023, what has Jehu been about? Ghost. Come on. Ghost. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys might remember very early on my journey with Ghost, I bought tickets, tickets. to two shows to Ghost. Yep. Those tickets were in Jacksonville and Tampa in the middle of last week. Okay. Hurricane Adalia, worse than Transformers. Oh, oh did both of them shows? fucking canceled, and it pissed me off how they canceled it too, because they canceled Jacksonville too late and Tampa too early, because you know it was going to go through yeah. Tampa first, then hit Jacksonville. It they waited till basically the night before Jacksonville and canceled both of them, which I can see canceling Jacksonville because you still don't know what's going to happen there. But by the time your show in Tampa was going to happen. You were gonna know. You yeah. still had time to make that decision, and I think it. I think power and passage was mostly fine in Tampa. Yeah. So I'm pretty disappointed in I'm that. I'm pretty whole disappointed scene. for you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, also, we went to we went to Harry Potter World. It was too goddamn hot to be at Harry Potter World. You know, still always fun, but too goddamn. Hot. Sarah just can't go to that like corridor, can she, in Florida, <laughs> and not go to the Wizarding right, basically, World? Yeah. I mean, that's. Because really, we were we were deciding whether we were going to go north to see Ghost or south to see Ghost. And I kind of wanted to go north because we could have saw Dinosaur Jr. and Guided by Voices playing mm. a show in Guided by Voices' hometown, Dayton, where Sarah's parents live at the same time. But, uh, you know, she wanted to go to Harry Potter World. And I did, too. I'm not... I'm not bagging. I wanted to go see some fucking some Hogwarts, but it, it was too hot. It's good to know that Harry Potter's more important than Sarah's parents. Well, to, to be Sarah. To, I mean, the weird thing is for us to go on this, her dad had to fly to town to watch all our pets. Mm. So we would have been leaving her dad <laughs> at our house to go to his house. Gotcha. So, you know, uh, but anyways, that was a bummer. Uh, so, Christian Jones, when are we going to talk about how Brave New... I mean, Strange New Worlds is the best show on television and Man, why. yeah. We haven't talked about it. We month. haven't. Did you finish it? I finished it. I'm Man, all caught up. Fucking Scotty, bro. Fucking Scotty <laughs> was so cool, right? Scott, it's funny that they, they did Scotty, too, because Scotty was one of those that I kind of thought 
Well, technically, we don't go to engineering very much. Yeah. He could just always be there. He could be on this mm-hmm. ship, and we don't know about it. But I still liked the way they introduced him. Yeah. So. Uh, this season is, I think, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, the episodes that shocked me being my favorite mm-hmm. were the ones I was most nervous about. Right. The fucking Lower Decks crossover. Right. And the singing episode. The Lower Decks crossover is everything I hate about television now, and I loved it. Yeah. It was all lampshading. It was all Josh Whedon nonsense. But it was great. It's it, it's a weird, almost like Rick and Morty in live right, action. Right, and I that is a thing that I was like, I'm gonna fucking hate this. Right, but then it's awesome. It, it, <laughs> it was great, and the, the singing episode, like every show, has one. Right. And Star Trek never has, um, but it works. Yeah. I mean, it really works in, you know, a classic Star Trek trope of, you know, you have a thing that affects everybody Mm -hmm. mentally and someone has to figure out why that is. And that person is the spotlight of that episode. I mean, that's Star Trek 101. I think one of the big complaints is that Pike kind of takes a sidebar this season. That didn't bug me. It didn't really bother me either because, I mean, it isn't like he still wasn't great when you saw them. And I think it was good... At this point, I'm behind pretty much everybody uh, on on the cast. I still think Ortegas is a little thin. Mm -hmm. I don't really know why I should care about her. Mm -hmm. But everybody else, I think, is awesome. Yeah. And I mean, to that point, too, we know who's going to be there in five years or whatever. And we know who's not. Right. And, like, it's okay for us to start even kind of moving to the people who are. Right. But also, those people who aren't wrapping their bow. I mean, we know what happens to Pike. Some of the other side characters that we know aren't on the Enterprise in TOS, like, give us good arcs and good stories with them while they're there and things like that. So, I don't know. It's a fucking killer show. I... How much did you enjoy, because I love this, that they did City on the Edge of Forever awesome. and made Kirk the dead girl. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure Harlan Ellison's ghost is so pissed, but uh, <laughs> but I that that was probably my favorite episode of yeah. the season. I, I'm, the Kirk has grown on me. I still don't feel like he does Kirk. He just needs to, it doesn't need to be an imitation, but, you know, the guy who does Spock does Spock. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this guy who does Scotty does Scotty. He does Scotty. But, um... Uh, I just really, he lean in. This guy doesn't make me feel like he's going to swashbuckle. Do you think, uh, not trying to ch- change subject, but do you think that that is going to be the new bit is every season we get another person? I think you're probably right. Because yes. it's got to be fucking Bones. Right, right. Like, right. Bones has got to be next. Right. Which, you know, will be, because I don't want anybody to, maybe my favorite character is the Doctor. Yeah. That guy is so cool looking. So cool. He's it's just smooth all the fucking time. Uh, his and I, you know, it seems like a very hackneyed trope, but to have him be, I'm a doctor, but I'm also the most badass killer in Starfleet. Like that's great. That's the. Yeah. I really enjoyed his PTSD episode. Mm-hmm. That was that was very morally gray for Star Trek, which I feel like this show earned it in a way that Discovery didn't. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. It's it is by far the best Star Trek show since Next Generation. I mean, it's just not even close. I uh, you know this will be spoilery territory, but I, I think if I have one complaint about this season is early on it started to feel like oh they're going to make the Gorn into the Borg, and then they did the fucking Borg cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Like they did it exactly. It was exactly yeah. Our people are on that ship. I've got to decide right now whether we're going to blow it up. Mm-hmm. You know the exact same. Right. <laughs> 
I know who the Borg is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Strange New World, way better than Transformers. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to talk at length about Hard Knocks, which is now over, uh, because it was one of the worst <laughs> seasons of Hard Knocks. You know, it's the most watched. Is it really? Yeah. And I said this at the beginning, and again, I, I'm missing the last two, so I can only speak for the first three. It's not informational. It's an infomercial. Oh, yeah. Right. I, 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 the only reason I bring it up is because my wife calls it, no, really, Aaron Rodgers totally has friends, guys. Yeah, <laughs> That's absolutely. 100% what the show is and nothing else. That's all it is. Uh, it's not very good. I watched a couple movies since we last uh, got together. I went to a theater by myself, mm. and by myself I mean I'm by myself, but also there was no one else there. Right. Uh, to see Haunted Mansion. All right. And it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so now I see why there was nobody else in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's not like the worst thing I've ever seen. I like, I especially I for, I wouldn't have gone if I remembered that Jared Leto was in it. Yeah. <laughs> After having watched it, I don't know why Jared Leto had to be in it because his face isn't in it at all. Yeah, he's the hat box guy. <laughs> yeah, it's all CGI. Like, get anyone less problematic. But you know, you guys know I'm a sucker for Lakeith Stanfield. It's not Lakeith's best role. It is his best fits. Every single one of his outfits. Kicks ass. I love it so much. Uh, the only other question I have about this movie is, who did Rosario Dawson hurt to deserve the haircut she gets in this movie? <laughs> they got, like, you know, I'm not here to speak for everybody. I'm sure that the uh, tastes matter to some degree. But I'm, I feel like generally as a society, we can agree that she's a, a good-looking woman. Uh, they got that bitch looking like Mark Davis out there. <laughs> That's what she looks like. It's terrible. What was what was that movie where Adam Sandler played himself and his female twin? Jack and Jill? Jack and Jill. I remember after Jack and Jill came out, like literally after I had watched it in a screening, the, the comedian Joe Mandy was just tweeting the names of people who were in that movie as this sort of damnation of them, like, and just somehow a name was funny. I feel like we should make a list of the movies you didn't watch when you went and watched Todd and Mansion. That seems oh, like yeah, yeah. it seems like you. It, it seems like it speaks poorly of your character. I I don't know. I, I wanted. A he tried for a while too. Like he had texted me and Ian <laughs> yeah. about it. Like. I wanted it to be good. Anyway, uh, and then the same day that I watched that, I also watched Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which I don't have anything funny to say about, but it just fucking kicks ass. It's a All great right. movie. I hear it's awesome. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, I know there. I know there's the Puss in Boots movie that was in theaters when we were all living the life, right. which had the longest credits I've ever seen on a movie. <laughs> uh, and I think there are like other spin-offy ones that might have been direct-to-video or whatever streaming right. service this shit goes on these days. Uh, you don't need to know any of that stuff going into it. It's perfectly self-explanatory. It is weird that this one, as kids movie, is 100% about a guy being afraid of his mortality. That is the, the entire uh, plot of this movie. But... Uh, it's really good. I mean, all, all the cast is good. Look, I'm a big fan of, of giving kids a scary villain, almost like inappropriately scary right. villain, uh, for them to latch on to from an early age. Right. Because I think that's important. I don't know why, but I feel like it shaped me in some ways, and I think it should continue to shape yeah. later generations. They got one of those, but they also got other fun ones. John Mulaney's in it. The the uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears are like Guy Ritchie caricatures. It's really fun. Right on. Uh, so anyway, it's on Netflix. Puss in Boots, The Last Witch, better than Transformers. Right on. Check it out. Yeah. And then I think that's it. 
Cool. What do we want to do? What do we, we had things? Uh, you know what? I, I had a retraction I need to make. I should have done this. You know how you do the emails? Yep. And then I got a personal in person email from Sarah about something I'd said during the Barbie podcast, mm-hmm. which I had said that I really before this only liked Ryan Gosling from a movie where she was he was mostly silent. And like as soon as she listened nice to that, she like she was like, You're an idiot. The nice guy's like your favorite fucking movie. Yeah. That's and that's point. that's a good point. So retraction. My ideas were either the first half of Ahsoka or The Flash. Those are the two things. I feel like I'm not going to be able to wait till the end of Ahsoka to talk about it. There's some things I feel real strongly about. So I think we should do first half of Ahsoka. You know, I don't usually come in hot on these kind of things. but I'm usually I'm with you fellas. I'm I'm indifferent. I haven't watched either. So in this case, I'm with you fellas. (laughs) It's tight, dude. Hey, the the thing is, Ahsoka, these episodes are pretty short. One of them is only a half an hour. I love that shit. Yeah. And it, there's it's there's no filler like the other right. ones. It's not like Mission I, of the Week. I will be the judge of that. Thank it, you. I, 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 will I, say I, I don't know what you would <laughs> assume. They've been on one mission the yeah. whole four episodes. <laughs> it, it tries harder to be Star Wars-y than I think any of them have been. Oh, so yeah. Long. It's definitely Star Wars. Yeah. So, Ahsoka next week. Yes. On Disney+. Plus. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for bearing with us on our uh, just completely random release schedule rate subscribe tell your friends about the podcast if you want to get in touch with us and tell us how you felt about tmnt first of all you should see it if you haven't seen it but then tell us how you feel about it tell us which ninja turtle you are uh at uh gmail.com you can also reach us on facebook and twitter at real phonies on instagram real underscore phonies thanks zach evans for our brian velasquez for our theme we'll see you guys later cowabunga dudes there you go <laughs>this is a real story I'm telling you a real story right now there's okay. uh, but it seems like all my real stories are things I observed in the toy department you at do, Target yeah, but but uh, I was in the toy department <laughs> of Target so much I'm looking for toys right. doy so uh, there was this kid who wanted a toy and apparently it had been given a $10 limit which mm-hmm. I don't even know how you do that you in this day and age. So yeah. this, this mother was being unreasonable but the mother said okay if you go pick out a book I'll get you the book and you can get this toy. And the kid said, no. <laughs> the kid was like, I don't like books. That's incredible. Like the, I, I was like, hey, can I take this kid home? This kid's great. That's hysterical. That's very good. <laughs>